In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Michael Larney. Marion County Prosecutor Steve Perangeli, adding his voice to a chorus of Michigan prosecutors, opposed the legislation that would change sentencing rules for some juvenile offenders. He tells us the bills now in the legislature would prohibit life without parole sentences for anyone who committed their offense before they were 19. They'd also be up for parole after 10 years. Perangeli says in these rare cases, public safety would not be protected. Most of slap in the face to the uh, families of the victims of some of these most heinous crimes. And also, it's a danger to the community for me. That's our main goal and main job is to make sure this community is safe and victims' voices are heard. Brangeli says Barron County has a handful of brutal cases in which the perpetrator was under 19. He says the offender needs to receive the correct sentence. We elect judges to do a job to help keep our community safe and to enforce the law as it's written. And these laws preclude judges from doing their job and using their discretion. He points to the case of Tommy Richards, who says he committed a sex assault on a 10-year-old child and killed her before he disposed the body. House bills and Senate bills are currently pending in legislative committees. Perangeli is urging everyone to learn more about the bills. Police in Benton Harbor and Benton Township are working together along with Michigan State Police, Barron County Sheriff's Office, and the FBI on Safe Summer 2023 as they target gun crimes. U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Michigan, Mark Totten, announced the program's launch yesterday morning at Benton Harbor City Hall. We know that gun violence has a disparate impact upon people of color. If you are a black boy in America today, you face eight times as likely a chance of being killed by gunfire as any other children in America. Berrien County, of course, is no exception to these grim statistics. Ben Harbor Public Safety Director Dan McGinnis says they've noticed better cooperation with the public. We've had a kind of for years kind of a spirit of, of just kind of apathy and citizens really wouldn't say anything. But now over the last year, we've been having citizens cooperate, calling with tips, and that's led directly uh, to quick and expeditious arrests, especially of violent offenders. So- Totten says the initiative is now running. It'll be throughout the west side of the state and the Upper Peninsula through September. South Haven Area Emergency Services will donate half the proceeds collected at their annual Memorial Weekend Pancake Breakfast to the family of Pawpaw Fire Lieutenant Ethan Quillen. He died on duty February 22nd during an ice storm. Quillen was killed responding to a downed power line. The breakfast Sunday will be at Station 3 in South Haven from 7.30 to 11.30 a.m. It'll cost $10 for anyone older than 15, $5 for kids between 4 and 14, and free for anyone under 4. Pancakes, scrambled eggs, sausage, and beverages will be served. Bering County Sheriff's Department is urging everyone to have a safe Memorial Day weekend. Under Sheriff Chuck Height says people need to remember to drink responsibly. Well, obviously we want people to enjoy the holiday weekend. The weather looks good, so there'll be a lot of outdoor activities. You know, obviously, as we had before, we just encourage people, if they are going to be somewhere and have an alcohol beverage, to have a plan ahead of time to make sure I have a driver and you know, make sure they're not drinking and driving. Height notes alcohol is not allowed at Silver Beach County Park. You can get a ticket for bringing it there. Meanwhile, the department is conducting a click-it-or-ticket seatbelt enforcement campaign. He says deputies will be looking for drivers who are not buckled up. They'll ticket them. In 2021, 254 people who were not wearing a seatbelt were killed in Michigan traffic crashes. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners reached out to township officials across the county to help them plan for green energy projects. At Thursday's meeting, commissioners and township representatives heard from Michigan State University Extension's Tyler Augst, who has worked on sample zoning rules for wind and solar projects. 
Hawks told them it serves communities well to be prepared for developments. It's also appreciated by the developers. One of the things that they're looking for is really just guidance as they go out into communities. They don't know what the rules of the road are, so they often find themselves in protracted developments where it's back and forth. But if communities can be proactive with their planning, like it's designed to do, they can get out there and sort of plant their flag about, listen, this is what's important to us. This is how we want to regulate this. And then developers can have that sort of efficiency of siting as they look across the state. He focused on possible dual uses for properties where solar farms are constructed. He presented several examples of dual uses like parking areas and said zoning needs to cover where the developments are allowed because they can work just about anywhere. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Michael Arning.